welcome to another episode of the Unrealized Purpose podcast. We've got a couple of guests with us, but um, before they introduce themselves, I'm Isaac and this is Dalton. Um, Howdy. And <laughs> hey, <laughs> um, so if you guys want to introduce yourselves real quick and we can get rolling. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm Dylan Miller. And I'm Dave, Dave Miller. Yeah, we are, we're coaches with the Pursuit Institute. Awesome. You guys, you guys started that yourselves, right? We did, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So guys... I've been, I've been coaching for about ten years now, and when I resigned in corporate healthcare, and it was always a goal just to really, just raise the human consciousness was was kind of the goal. And then when I left when I left healthcare and I started doing like really diving into this work and realizing and just feeling right how on purpose it was. And then I just witnessed so many people that were not living out their purpose, right? Like they were just, they were going to work and doing the, doing all the things because that's what they were supposed to do. And now, you know, the mission kind of shifts to how can I help people get on purpose with their life so that they're showing up as their best selves. Awesome. That's an that's a great, great mission. Um, I feel like a lot of people are just going through the motions, you know. It, it's awesome that you realize that though, and then you're able to make that shift. Yep. Um, it's super interesting when we're getting to know new clients or working, you know, just talking to people in general even if we're running a, a live event or something like that, that we have going on throughout the week, when you begin to have conversations with people, how many people really feel lost in their direction mm -hmm. that don't have the clarity for what it is that they're looking to do with their lives. And I think for both Delyn and I, like she said, right, she left corporate healthcare after spending about 15 years working in that, knowing that she wasn't doing the, the purposeful work that she wanted to anymore. And so over the last 10 years, I've watched her grow and kind of expand her knowledge base and really develop into this truly amazing, inspirational leader and coach. And as I'm sitting there watching that, because I was a police officer for about 15 years as well, and I've always had an entrepreneurial mind, I've, I've owned a couple of health clubs as well for the last 20 years, um, watching Dylan go through that journey and me kind of over the last year about a year ago realizing I don't think I was doing what I was meant to be doing or supposed to be doing anymore either it wasn't that I didn't love the work it's just that I knew that there was more out there for me to do and and watching her already have gone through that journey was a huge inspiration just for myself to make that leap and know that we could combine our resources and our you know we we both have a different completely different knowledge base and skill sets that we bring to the table with it when it when it comes to it. and that's how we ended up developing the pursuit institute yep. he literally came home one day and was like i was just having one of those i well every day gets to be awesome right because that's just how i like to live my life and he comes home and he was just like i want to love my job too and i'm like then do it love your job love what you do because then it impacts every every single aspect of your life every aspect yeah. Yep. Well, I mean, it's something you do for what, eight to 10 hours a day, you know, it takes up most of your, your life. Um, right. you, you work 10 hours to live too. And if you don't like the work that you do, then it's, man, it, it ends up being a really rough, <laughs> really rough day and turns into a rough life. Really um, rough 30 years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, I love it. Um, stepping out of the norm hopping into something uncomfortable to get more comfortable. That's how all great stories start. So um, I love that. I love, um, you know, I took this job up here, been up here for four years and, you know, didn't quite see how the job was gonna, you know, affect me, but I knew the other things that I was gonna be doing up here with the church. Um, and, you know, as I worked there, I, I was able to, you know, see the importance of what I do. Um, and I think that's, that's big too, is seeing what we do and regardless, you know, where we're at, what we're doing, um, we can find purpose in it. So, yeah, but I love that. 
like Delin said there, right? That people will go to work for 30 years and yeah. just make their way through it. But even then when they retire, they think that's when things are going to get great again. They're like, okay, I've worked this job that I didn't love or I didn't feel on purpose with. And then they retire, but they still are lacking that purpose. Mm -hmm. And so yeah. even when you go to retire, I feel like Dylan and I were talking last week, I'm like, I don't know. I, I look at, you know, when you go to retire, like you're just going to die. If you don't have a purpose, right? You're, if you're not fulfilling something and working towards something, I don't care if your purpose is to go golfing seven days a week. As long as you're passionate about what it is that you're doing, but so many people are just <laughs> living life without that direction and something to really wake up for every day. Retirement but, um, doesn't get any better. Yeah. Yeah. What what were some of I know Dylan, she she just woke up and was like, This is I'm not making the impact I need to be. But were there any questions that you began to ask yourself when you were trying to figure out what is this next step? What would make my life a bit more fulfilling? Um yeah, I mean, were there anything that led up to that aha moment? Because I feel like there was some, probably some background thoughts leading up to it, I imagine. Yeah, 100%. And, and even when you look at the, um, the circumstances that happen in your life leading up to that moment, right? It's, it's so important to understand that everything in life is happening for you. Every, every single thing. And there's no accidents. There's, there's no coincidence in life. And even the work that I did at the hospital for 15 years, I don't regret it because I learned a ton about myself. I learned about what I love. I learned about what I don't love. And I really got to, to show up and, and have the impact I wanted to have until it was, it was literally one day I woke up and I was like, the reasons why I started working in healthcare don't exist anymore. Like they're not existing in the four walls that I'm currently working in. And it didn't matter. I mean, I kept, I kept just going back to school. I mean, constantly like couple degrees and masters. Like I just kept going back to school thinking this is going to be it. This is going to be it. And I was searching for it outside of myself. And it was when I started, when I really realized that my, my purpose is a feeling and you know, when you're not on purpose, hands down, you just, you know, it's a feeling. And so when, when I had that feeling, I knew it was something that I couldn't ignore. I didn't mean, I tried to ignore it for a little bit and most do. Right. But it was just one of those things that I knew I couldn't ignore it anymore. And at that point, our girls were one and three ish. Right. And again, I knew that they came into my life in that moment for me to really go, Hmm, there's a, there's so many things that I want to do in this life. And those girls don't always do what I say, but they always do what I do. And yeah. I have a perfect opportunity right now to lead by example. And cause I mean, what's the alternative? I'm, I like my job, but I don't love my job. And then we're sitting around the kitchen table, eating supper every night. And what I'm talking about, how much I hate my job, like, which is a lot of, which is a lot of the circumstance that happens in a lot of people. And then kids grow up just thinking, well, I, I guess I'm supposed to hate my job because like my parents hated their job. And, and then we start normalizing if it's not work, it's health. And if it's not health, it's relationships. If it's not relationships, it's right. It's, it's the, the, how much money is in your bank account or whatever, right? Like we normalize these things that um, are in our full control to, to take control back over. And so I just knew between watching them and then there was, there was so many circumstances that happened in my life leading up to that point where I just knew. And I honestly just, I asked, I, I asked for guidance. I was like, I don't, I don't even know what that looks like. Um, and I, it was at that point that I just, I, I asked for guidance and then I started um, I started doing natural health coaching, which is, was more my jam, something I was a little bit more passionate about. And I would say within a year and a half, I had a full fledged business going on and it kind of just snuck up on me. Right. When now I look back on it and I'm going, yeah, that didn't just happen. Right. It was an idea. And then I fueled the idea and I, I like, I just kept going and kept going. And then that 
led me to, you know, the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. And, you know, we can always connect the dots looking backwards, but it's what, what stops people in their tracks is I can't, I can't tell the future. Like, how do I know it's going to work? But it's like, you have to be more excited about the potential of what you could have and what you could create than staying where you're at right now. It just has to be more exciting. Well, when you said there, there that if, if you if you hate your job and you're sitting around the dinner table and that's the conversation that your kids are hearing, that's what they're going to fall into. And we live in this society where there's this, I think, a misconception or a belief system that there's tradition. You go to, you know, elementary school, you go to high school, you go to college or university, and then maybe even continue to extend your education, and then you get a job. And a lot of people end up in a job that they absolutely despise, that they hate, but they think, well, that's okay. That's what my mom and dad did, rather than absolutely chasing your passion, right? And Delina and I come from two completely different walks of life. She did do university, then she got a college diploma after that, then she got her master's, Whereas I graduated from high school and I got into business right away. And I think us both kind of coming from those different walks of life really complement one another. She went through that journey, ended up doing what everybody's supposed to do and not being passionate about it. Right? I think that there's such an opportunity to educate youth as they're growing up now. The internet, like I truly believe that formal education, unless you can become like a doctor or a lawyer or an engineer something that needs a higher level of education, a lot of it's going to go out the window. We have, we have resources right at our fingertips. You can take any course you want online. You can learn anything that you want in this world. And I think a lot of youth are becoming much more aware of that and finding, you know, how to create a digital life or how to work in the online world or how to find a problem that society has and say, I can solve that. And that's one key piece I think that people are missing that are in a job that they really despise is they forget what knowledge and skill sets they have, right? When I, when I left policing, it's like, okay, I've, I've owned businesses, I've owned health clubs, I've been a police officer for 15 years. I have a lot of knowledge and skill sets that I can transfer and use in another way in my life of doing something that I'm absolutely passionate about. Yeah. Yeah. People forget that. They forget that they have that. A hundred percent. There's so many, so many skills that you build up. It's, it's like, it may not be exactly what you feel like you need to be doing, but it's almost putting in your dues. And then you learn so much about business. And then she learned so much about like dealing with people, working with mm -hmm. people and then emotional and mental health. Um, that's, that's incredible. Yeah. Um, and then, I mean, I think a lot of people definitely take for granted the fact that what they've what they've learned in their previous jobs even like take that take that stuff with you and use it for something you know build something of your own um, don't take it for granted people, because there's something there yeah I always tell people even if it's your high school job that you had at McDonald's that you really loved the customer service aspect or you really loved to cook or you really loved cleaning or you whatever it was take whatever you loved because love is a feeling just like your purpose is a feeling it's not a thing right it's not a it's not a tangible thing and this is where people come to me all the time like but Dylan I got to figure out what my purpose is and I'm like your purpose isn't a what it's it's a feeling it's an energy and when you start to look at Again, you could connect the dots looking back when you start to look at, okay, I loved this about this job and I loved this about this and I volunteered here and I really loved that. And I worked with this person and this job allowed me to travel. I really loved that and I love it, right? And you start to connect the dots and then you just piece it together. And sometimes you, it's already created for you and you could go partner with somebody and, and serve in that way. But at the end of the day, our purpose, uh, every single human on this planet their purpose is to serve right like we think work was made for us so that we could uh so that we could make ends meet right but really work was designed so that we would have a space to show up and serve each other and that's it and this is where when when people um retire and they get out of service this is where 
I mean, it's, it's the law of all laws is you create or you disintegrate, right? So if I'm out of creation mode, if I'm out of service mode, then I begin to disintegrate. Whether yeah. it's in my mind, and then eventually what happens in the mind will manifest in the body. And uh, it's, it's common. It's with, with people too, when Dylan said that they come to her, like, I don't know what my purpose is, right? And she says, you know, you already have that. Mm -hmm. The next problem that people face is, well, I don't know how. I don't know what I would do with that. I don't know where to start. And too many people wait to try to have everything in order before beginning. And then they never actually start. They never do it. So it's easier then for them to stay in what it is that they don't love. Mm -hmm. That just seems easier to people than going, you know what, I've got something I do want to be passionate about. No, I don't have everything I need to do it, or I don't know how to do it all, but I'm just going to start. And it's usually when you start that things start to fall into place for you. They always start to yeah. fall into place every single time. I think, it's, I think it's that fear of that constant fear of trying something new because you're not good at it. Um, just like playing a game, you know, when you play a lot of times when you play a game, you you'll lose the first round. We just we just uh, started playing a new game and I could not figure it out. Uh, it's called uh, shoot. What's it called? Um, covering your assets. I don't know if you guys have ever played that card game, but um, uh, it, you know, it's a very difficult um, uh, game to play um, and win at. Um, but you start out not good. But if you decide, you know, I, I think it goes back to the, you fear not starting because you're not good at it. But I I think you should probably fear more staying where you are than never actually taking the leap or the jump which i think is what you guys are getting at yeah well i so many people say but it's such a risk like how could you take that risk like you're working at the hospital and making six figures a year and you had the pension and the benefits and all the shiny objects right like both yeah. of us had government jobs like super super safe right mm -hmm. and it's like what what what's the What's the point of doing something that doesn't bring me joy? Like at the end of my life, I'm not going to be like, oh, remember that time I worked at the hospital for 30 years? Like that's not, that's not why I'm here, right? Like my, my, my spirit is constantly seeking expression. And I truly believe, I mean, now that I'm 10 years removed from it, that um, I got out of that job, all that my spirit was going to get out of it. And now I, and I had to, I, I honestly had to keep moving or I was going to keep, I was going to disintegrate. Like, I don't know the space that I would be in, um, had I stayed there. Right. And it's like, yeah, it might've been a perceived risk to you, but for me, and again, it's that feeling, the risk of staying where I was at was greater period. And again, yeah. it's a feeling you'll feel it every single time. Yeah. Do you, do you challenge your clients to weigh the weigh both sides? Is that a practice that you do? Because no, no, I, t I tell my clients, honestly, one of the, one of the best decisions I ever made, and it comes down to decision like every single time. And I made the decision years ago that I was only going to make decisions based on what I wanted. So I, I had to create where I was going. Right. So up until that point, I was literally just following the steps that everybody had put in my path, right? Like my grade 12 guidance counselor could have set me on the trajectory of where I was going because that's pretty much what I did. I was doing what everybody else was doing. Um, I was an excellent follower of the followers, right? And I just, I just did. And again, I'm, it's not knocking on people working in healthcare. We need those people working in healthcare as long as it's fulfilling you, right? And we've all had, I mean, whether it's, healthcare, teachers, police officers, doesn't matter. We've all experienced the ones that you can just tell they're not digging what they're doing anymore. And it shows in their performance, right? It shows in, in everything that they show up and do. And when, when you kind of get to that point where you, you want to, um, you just want to express yourself even more. It's like you are obligated to move it forward. Yeah. I don't know if you guys listen to Jordan Peterson at all, but 
that's one of the things he says, like if, if it's nagging at you, if it's that problem that you can't quit thinking about, that's, it's a good sign that it's something you need to pursue. Right. Um, Lynn Dillon said that with people working in these roles and then they, and then they, you get, you know, more and more negative about it. They really start blaming other people then for their real lack of results or they start blaming other people for their lack of growth in their current job. And they never really look at themselves and say, am I the cause of where I'm currently at? It's just easier to work in those jobs and throw blame at whoever else you can, instead of to own your own stuff. And I know with, with my clients, if anybody ever says, you know, I'm ready to, I'm ready to release where I currently am in order to get where I want to go. The, the first, the first thing you have to do is you have to create the person who has what you desire, right? And then you make decisions like they make decisions. So even when the moment Dave came home a year and a half ago and said, you know, I'm not the, again, my reasons why I started policing don't exist anymore. Like they're not, I'm, I'm not digging it. And it was like, okay, I know I'm on purpose. I know he's going to rock anything he puts his mind to. But then it comes to once you've established your purpose, then you can move into your vision, right? So you were born with your purpose. You're going to die with your purpose. You, you don't ever retire from it because it's gone when you move out of your beat stick, right? So it's like, that's just, that's just the way that works. And then you have, now you can establish this vision that you have for your life. So for us, we always wanted, we love to travel, like absolutely love to travel. And this is where even we look at the pandemic as such a blessing because we couldn't travel and we really desired to. And honestly, coming out of that, we were like, Dave goes, I don't, I don't really want to police anymore. And we kind of looked at each other and we were like, what would it look like if we lived on an island somewhere? So we're sitting there in Southern Ontario in Canada. Okay. It's freezing. It's like February. And we're like, what if we lived on an island somewhere? And then again, it's making the decision from where you're going, right? So it's like, okay, my vision for our lives is we're traveling, we're traveling, we're experiencing the world and we're teaching our kids through experience. And honestly, within a month, we had sold everything and we had, we were, we were moving to Barbados and in this past August, we moved to Barbados and now this is, we packed up the kids and the dog and here we are. Right. And it's just like, now that's fulfilling our vision that we have for our life and we can be on purpose while we're doing it. Right. So it's like mixing that purpose with your vision. And then now that we have those two things in place, now we can start setting goals. And so many people get into um, oh, what's your goal? What's your goal? I just got to set goals. And it's like, you can set goals, but if you're not on, like I could, I set goals within the hospital, but I wasn't on purpose with how I wanted to serve. Right. And it didn't match at all with how I wanted to live my life because I was going to need more than the four weeks holidays that they were going to give me. Right. So that's where, right. Like I had this vision for my life. And, but again, people are like, so many people in the last nine months that we've lived here have said at least once a week, we get, oh, must be nice. And we're like, it actually is nice. It is nice, right? But it's not, it's not, we're not anomalies. We're not, everybody. We've met, we've met so many people that do, once you step out of that and you change your environment, you meet yeah. a lot of people who are doing the same thing. Yeah. Really? You think where you're stuck or where you're at, that nobody does this kind of you're just not putting yourself in the position to find the people who do this kind of thing. Yeah. And when we made that decision, cause it, it did weigh on us. I'm like, am I really going to, cause it's not that I wasn't, I still enjoyed my career. Like there was a lot of it that I was still in alignment with, but I knew I had got so much out of it. It's what's the next step for us. And that real breaking point question was if 10 years goes by, will we look back on this and say, do you remember that time when, and then have complete regret over not taking action over not doing something that seemed so right for us to do yeah and again it was a feeling it was it's like when when opportunities come up in your life you will know if it's for you you'll just know right and it's just like 
And that's where I've, I can say I've had that on like three major occasions. First time when I met this guy, I literally met him and I was like, oh, that's mine. Thanks. Like I just, I just knew it in my core <laughs> that, that that's the way, that's the way it was going to be. And then um, second time I had it was when I started my business. I was like, hands down. Like, I just remember being with Dave and like, just sobbing and being like, I don't even, this doesn't even make sense, but this is, I'm not supposed to be there anymore. And then the third time was Barbados. And it was just so, we hadn't even been to Barbados before. We hadn't even visited here. It was just, it was like a, it came up and I just knew in the core of me, I was like, that's mine. And people were like, you've never even been there and you're going to pack up your kids and your dog and move there. And it's like, yeah. But I can tell you something crazy awesome is there. Like I'm literally being guided there. I can't make this stuff up if I tried. And all I know is in the past, I've made decisions based on what I want. And then it all seems to work out. And it's not, it's, it's like, it, it will all work out. But you have to believe in yourself enough. You have to have the self-image of the person who gets everything that they want. So that's honestly, that's what I love to work with my clients on. I'm like, you just tell me what you want and I'll show you how to get it. Because once you get the self-image of the person that has what they, what, what it is that you want and is on purpose, everything else just comes together. It's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. Well, it's, it's almost like you're, I mean, you're still helping people. You help people back when you're doing your jobs and now you're still helping people, but it's something that you wanted. And there's, there's those similarities there. One of the questions here is what, what are some inaccurate conclusions that we draw about ourselves? That everything's limited. We, we believe what we were programmed to believe, right? So we already talked about how we watch we watch our parents, we watch our teachers, we watch our grandparents, whoever, whoever raised us, right? And we watch them and then we believe that that's the way it is. And we believe things are limited. We believe that, you know, we can't kind of get out of this box that we have put ourselves in. We think that, we think that things like money are limited or that time is limited. Like time and money are like the two biggest paradigms I would say that I see in people every single day and it's like those things aren't limited they're not limited so i would i would say that that's the biggest those it's the biggest kind of restriction that we put on ourselves time and money yeah how long how long did it take for you to move past those limitations and make that mindset shift that you know life is not as limited as we allow ourselves to think it is I can honestly say that it's something I like, I have to wake up and make a decision on that every single day. That's how deeply ingrained those paradigms are in, in people. Um, but what happens is the more you can remind yourself over and over and over again of your new truth, it's like, it, it starts to become your it, innate, like your new normal. Like you don't have to think about it anymore. Whereas initially when I first started, um, this work, it was, I had to constantly be reminding myself and constantly having conversations and hearing people's paradigms come up and rejecting what they're saying, like over and over and over and over again. And then reinforcing what I want to believe that time and money are endless. And um, it's around you all the time. There's whether it's with clients or just in general with people, with family, with friends you hear those limiting beliefs all the time and you really have to stand guard to not let somebody else's limiting beliefs hijack your own and your growth, right? And that's where always staying on, on top of your mindset and having, again, when you have a definite purpose about what it is that you do, the limits are endless. There, there, there are no limits to it. Right. And then when you have that purpose, you can change your belief system. When you have a different set of beliefs, the actions that you take are completely different. It builds momentum and the results that you get are different. And then it's a cycle that goes around and around and around. So 
the limits are really endless. Um, I read in you know something really cool a few weeks ago. It's like a flea can jump eight inches high. But if you put them in a jar and put a lid on it that's only three inches and leave them there for a couple of weeks, you can take off that lid and they'll never jump higher than that three inches again. And somewhere in our life, somebody has come in and put us humanity or put people into a jar and put a lid on them, whether it's through education, whether it's through corporate jobs, whether it's their family and friends, somebody's kind of put this bar, media does it, right? It keeps people from ever going over beyond what they think that their limits or capabilities are. And it's BS, it's total crap, but people buy into it. And they see all the, right. the other fleas there. So then they think, oh, well, this flea is not jumping out of the, the jar either. So I guess this must be normal, right? And then we, again, we start to normalize everything. Oh, my, all my friends are, they have no money. So I guess it's normal that I have no money. Oh, my, all my friends are unhealthy and overweight. So I guess it's normal that I'm unhealthy and overweight. Oh, my, all my friends are getting, you know, have crappy relationships. So I guess it's okay that my relationship's garbage too. And then we normalize these things, right? Because the, we're going to attract in, like attracts like. This is the secret. People have been calling it the secret for years. And it's like, it's not a secret. Like energy attracts like energy. And you will attract in the circumstances around what, whatever it is that like wherever your frequency is at. Right. And it's like, you, you're going to continue to get more of the same and attract in circumstances that are going to give you more of the same. If that's all you're thinking about, whereas you could be thinking about where you want to go and attract in all the circumstances of where you want to go. Like you're literally one thought away from getting anything that you want. I, I want to highlight that and what, what you'd said there, where it's like, it's an everyday thing. Um, I, I think I struggle with this is where I, I'll just be like, I'll work on it until I think that I've broken through that limiting belief. And then slowly, but surely it comes back a little later, but it's an everyday thing. You know, got And even the people that are doing things that you want to do someday still do th these things every day. So um, the only it's, it's just really interesting. Those yeah. two people are the people who know how to control their mind yeah. and not let those thoughts suffocate them, right? It, it's normal to have those thoughts. It's just the people who ignore it and say, not today. Yeah. The only reason someone has something that you want is because they've been accepting thoughts that you've been rejecting. And that's, that's it. That's plain. It's plain and simple. The only reason that... You know what I mean? Even I can honestly even say like even three years ago, I don't think you you could have told us like, hey, in three years from now, you're going to live in Barbados. You're going to start your own personal development institute and you're going to and I'm like, what? what? Like, stop right there. Like that, that wasn't a part of my self-image, right? It was, I mean, it certainly sounded amazing, but it wasn't something that I actually believed that I could do until I... I, I get, but it's something you got to make a decision every day. Like once you create the person who has everything that you want, you have to make a decision every day, every moment, every second to do and act and be like they are and all the time, constantly, because you will be given opportunities all the time and you are either going to accept them, accept the ones that are going to move you forward, or you're going to reject the ones that are going to move you forward. But your purpose in life is to keep moving forward. And it feels like crap when you stay the same. Too many people accept the ideas that aren't going to move them forward. Yep. And, and they reject the ones that, that they should be. Right? It's complete yep. ass backwards way of thinking. Yep. Yeah. I love, uh, your, I uh, is... love your, uh, your, your flea analogy. I've heard that before. Um, I heard it even to the next level that their offspring, um, when they mate, that then their offspring will react the same way. And so I guess when you're talking to young adults or young married couples, you know, and they get stuck in that habit, then what are you going to, you're going to create the same cycle of, oh, well, this is, I can only go as far as, as mom and dad made it. Yes. Generational belief systems and even culturally. We see it moving to an island, you know, 
4,000 miles away from where we were, there's cultural belief systems there too about how things should be done. And people have to be able to break that cycle and go do something outside of what anybody else has ever done before in their family. And again, fear comes in, right? Fear of criticism. People get like, okay, hey, mom or dad or my friends or my sister, or my brother, grandma and grandpa, whoever, they're going to criticize this decision because I'm doing something different that they haven't done before. And so then they just crawl back into their hole instead of actually leaping forward towards what it is that they want to do. We easily yeah. could have stopped doing what we were doing a year and a half ago when all of this came out. We easily could have just retreated and said, yeah, everybody else that's telling us right now how crazy we are, they're right. We better stop. I love that. Yeah. I love I love how you guys were just saying that it, it's, a, it's a daily decision when you wake up in the morning um, that you have to make to remember to not be that flea that only jumps, you know, five inches high. And that was actually kind of one of our questions on here was how do you how do you regulate your thoughts? And and I, I think you guys have it, you know, in the morning when you wake up. And so I wanted to ask each of you, what what are three things, or maybe just one thing, one thing you tell yourself in the morning to encourage you to not be that flea? So we have a routine when we wake up, like we're we're 5 a.m. So we get up, turn the coffee on, and then we go sit outside together and we read and study together for about a half an hour. And there's certain essays that we will that we'll be studying. And we sit there and we have really cool conversations over them. But at you know, by 5:45, 6 a.m., our mindset has kind of been primed with a lot of visualization of what it is that we want to do and a lot of reminders about why we're doing it. And I'll usually spend about 10 or 15 minutes after that. And I just, I'll sit there and write. And it's, you know, whatever thought comes to my mind, even if, if, if I'm fighting something from a negative standpoint, I'll journal about it. I'll just write it out. And then that, that kind of eliminates it for me. It gets rid of it. And then we get into our exercise, like, you know, for 45 minutes to an hour and then everything else. So by 8.30 a.m., like we're on fire already when a lot of people are just kind of rolling out of bed and rushing off to their nine o'clock job. And that's fine. I don't care. Like, but I'll go to bed at eight 30 at night too, to be able to wake up and do that routine in the morning. So if somebody wants to wake up at eight 30 or nine, you just, people very rarely, it's like, they don't prime their mind. Yeah. They don't, they just wake up and they immediately, they roll over, they grab their phone, they go on Facebook, they go on Instagram, they read the news, they read about every other problem that every other person has or every other terrible thing going on in this world. And that's how they're priming their mind. So they start their day already off with negative thoughts and that's just reconditioning them to be, it's okay to be like that. Everybody else has got problems. I got problems, but I'm part of the norm. Instead of just going, you know, I'm not going to do this. I'm going to wake up and I'm going to pour into me first. But honestly, for me, the mo before I even open my eyes, I say my goal. I say my goal in my, in my mind, and I have a clear vision, like a, like a still shot snapshot of what me with my goal achieved looks like. And I visualize that in my mind and I feel it because feeling's the secret. You got it. You have to, you can't just like, Oh yep. So happy and grateful now that blah, blah, blah. you no, you have to feel it. Right. So I, before I even open my eyes, that is exactly, that's, that's the number one thing that I do. Like our, our goal isn't to get, our goal is to grow as humans. Right. And, and I, and I, and then I ask, like, I just ask what, what can I do today? That's going to guide me to this goal. And every day, you guys, I'm not kidding it. Every day I'm given something that give, whether it's a conversation with someone or I get someone will reach out to ask me to do something cool, or I, I happen to stumble upon whatever, like every day something happens that will move me forward. And it's, it's, I know that they're not accidents, right? So between me priming my mind with my goal so that I'm so clear on it all day. And then that's, that's, what's, that's what gets you out of bed in the morning. Like, it's not like, I'm not really, I'm not a coffee drinker, but I like 
my goal gets me out of bed. The service I provide gets me out of bed. The, um, the people I get to impact get me out of bed, right? And, um, and we actually, within our community, um, at the Pursuit Institute, we have what we call the 2% Club. And we call ourselves the 2% Club because we do what 98% of the population aren't doing. We, we study every single day. We study this material. We study our minds. We study ourselves. We study, study the universe and our relationship, our, like our place in the universe um, and universal law. And just we, we're constantly raising our awareness and we do it every single morning every single morning without skipping a beat and it's incredible and we read together and we we just we do the things that are going to move us forward that day and we do it first thing in the morning because our subconscious mind is wide open and just waiting for us to program it with the things that are going to move us forward I love that so you're you're proactive you're not reactive Absolutely. every morning Absolutely. Well, you don't, you're never going to be reactive when you're, when you're primed and in that state, you, you will constantly find yourself. I used to, I used to be a big reactor. I would always be reacting. And that was probably one of the things that when I first started studying this work and doing this work and Dave was like, Oh, here, you know, here she goes again with, you know, whatever. And one of the biggest things that he initially noticed about me was things that I used to like lose it over. I don't anymore. Like I'm, I, I know how I respond. I don't react. Um, and I respond like the achieved response. I respond with the self-image of the person of where I'm going, not where I currently am. And it's through growing and raising my awareness every single day that I can make those decisions really quickly to not give my power away when, when something comes up. Because when you're reacting, that's exactly what you're doing. You're giving your power away every single time. Yeah. Mm. I've got a couple more questions, but, um, and if you got one more question too, Dalton, I don't want to take up too much of the time. But uh, first one is, what should we, people tell themselves, you know, when, when we fail? And also, how can people find you and maybe start this journey um, themselves as well? But Go ahead, Dalton, if you have a question, I'll add in there real quick. Well, that was definitely one of the questions, what you just said. I wanted to reword it just a little bit, though, um, mostly because okay. I have a different definition of failure. And when I wrote this, I probably should have thought about it a second longer. Um, what should we tell ourselves when we make a mistake? I feel like a lot of us aren't failures, but we're definitely mistake makers. makers. Um, and so I guess that would kind of be you know, what's a couple things that you do to encourage yourself when you, um, when you make those mistakes so that you do not become a failure? Um, and then the other question, um, uh, let's see here. I've got nine of them here and I'm trying to find one of them. Ah, there it was. To finish out, I, I would like both of you um, to give me your definition of success. I think that would be really cool. For sure. So the mistake thing, they're not even mistakes, they're lessons, right? And if, you know, societally, you know, when you're going to your kids, oh, they made a mistake, you keep making mistakes, keep making mistakes. It's only a mistake if you do nothing with it. That's when it becomes a failure, okay? A mistake is just a lesson. And now you've learned from it and now you grow from it. Okay. You can, right. you can make a mistake. You can invest all your money into something and lose it all. Was it a mistake that you invested in that? Or did you actually learn something from it that you're going to grow from it? Maybe you had to lose a thousand dollars, $5,000, a hundred thousand dollars, a million dollars in order to go and make money in another way, because you actually learned and you did something with it. Yeah. So I definitely wouldn't say uh, that that there is anything like that. And people, you have to be willing to be risky to go out and learn lessons. You have to take risks to turn to to learn lessons. Um, I don't know if you want to. Everybody's going to make decisions based on their current level of awareness, right? So even you know when we sit here and we go, oh gosh, okay, we were programmed by our parents, we were programmed by our our 
you know, teachers and our, whoever we were exposed to when we were kids. Right. But it's like, no, like they did the best they could with their current level of awareness. That wasn't a mistake. They gave you what they had. And now you're going to do with it based on your current level of awareness. Well, if everybody commits to growing their awareness, then what you'll understand is there are no mistakes. There's no, you can't mess this up because you're being given opportunities over and over and over and over again. And it's, it's you either take them and say, I like this part of it. And I, maybe I don't like this part of it, but there's no right or wrong. There's no good or bad. There's just take, take action and pivot if you need to pivot. But how do you know to pivot if you don't, if you don't try, if you, right? And so many people hold themselves back from even trying because they're afraid to make a mistake. They're afraid to failure. And it's like, or, or they're afraid of failure, but it's only perceived failure. You can't mess this up. The only thing that like, if you don't try, that's the part that you're really going to feel. Man, I love that. You can't mess this up. I I just literally came across that that thought and mindset probably like a year ago. No kidding. I was like, man, there's there's no outcome that can possibly tear me down um, in a particular area. Man, I love that. Makes you want to charge hell with a squirt gun type of energy. <laughs> man, that's good. So, woo, all right. <laughs> um, <laughs> Isaac, you, we we had the success uh, question. What's your success? Oh, success. So I love Earl Nightingale's definition of success. He says success is the progressive realization of a worthy ideal. That's what that's what he says. And and what that means to me is um as long as you have a worthy ideal, right? As long as you it's worthy to you, right? And you're What's worthy to Dalton might not be worthy to Isaac, might not be worthy to Dave, might not be worthy to me. It doesn't matter. As long as it's worthy to you, okay? And you are progressively realizing it. You are progressively moving yourself in the direction towards that. You are making decisions that are progressively going to have you uncovering little pieces of it. You're successful. And I think this is where it's understanding you're successful now right? Like you are successful now. It's not, well, I'll be successful when my bank account looks like this, or I'll be successful when I weigh this much, or I'll be successful when I've got a ring on my finger. I'll be successful when my, when I've got these letters at the end of my name. No, like you are successful now, as long as you can see it in your mind already, you're, it's done. It's done. It's just a matter of you pursuing it. That's that whole piece is why we called our Institute, the pursuit Institute. Because it's like, when you pursue your worthy ideal, you're unstoppable. You don't even have to worry about it. I shared that exact same, same notion around that. Society's got a different, you know, they look at people and go, oh, that guy's got this, or, you know, that girl's got that, or look where they live, or look what they drive, or he's a doctor, or he's a whatever, he's got the career, that guy's got to be successful. You could go ask that person and they could be like, I am not a success right now. Or they completely hate what they're doing and they don't feel like they're a success. So it's when you have that vision, that purpose, and you're not waiting to be like, oh, this goal has been achieved. That's when I'm successful. It's every single day when you wake up and you're taking that action towards it. That's when you're successful. When you're living your life the way that you want to live it. Every day. And knowing that it never stops like when honestly guys just when i think i know everything i realize i know nothing and because it's like it's the progressive realization constantly constantly and it never ends and it's like when you think it's ended you lose you lose never ends that's a i've never heard that before I've heard the the pursuit of what you find as, as you know, um, that, that pursuit, I've heard that, but I've not heard that quote and worded that way. I really like that. It was really great. And it's interesting. Um, I always encourage people to write that quote out and like pin it somewhere. And every day when you look at it, some days the words, um, 
idea will pop out or progressive will pop out or realization will pop out and then like dig into what why that's popping out for you at this moment and that in itself will grow your awareness but it's like you get to read you get to define what success is and your success is not the success of everybody else yeah yeah and that's a good thing because then everyone can work towards a greater good yeah Right. Yeah. When I worked um, 15 years as a police officer, I got almost every single job or role in that that I ever wanted there. Didn't matter what it was. When I applied for a certain, you know, I spent eight years on our tactical team. Then I went and worked in street street crimes and human trafficking. Every single time I applied for something, I got what I wanted. I rarely ever felt success attached to it. And in the last year is when I have felt the most success in my life because I actually have a passion a true, true, true passion for what I'm doing. I still loved what I did before, but I really always just felt like I was just kind of going through the motions. Yeah. And, you know, finding when you, when you really find your purpose and your passion, you'll, you'll know what success is. That's, that's a, the, an amazing way to end the show or end the episode here. Um, I love that. What, uh, where can people find you? And I'll, I'll link up your guys' Instagram in the show notes, but is there a, yeah. a better way for people to reach out if they've got any questions or anything? All we're on, yeah, all the spots. We're on Instagram, we're on Facebook, um, under the Pursuit Institute. YouTube. YouTube. LinkedIn. Uh, LinkedIn website, or website's pursuitinstitutecc.com. Um, and again, all of our uh, social handles and connections are there as well for people to to get us. Come follow us. Awesome. I'll link all that up, guys. And I really want to say thank you. This is, I've learned so much just in the last hour. Um, thank you, yeah, well, thank you so much for the opportunity. It's been it. a pleasure talking to you guys.